guy. Ever wonder what it's like to face a 350-pound lineman who wants to smash you into the ground? I know what that feels like. Scott Mitchell here, and I want to tell you about my podcast, Helmets Off, where I talk about the pressures of being an NFL quarterback and some of the other pressures pro athletes face when the helmet is off. It's a podcast, and you can get it free on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and at kslsports.com. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.375%, APR 4.65%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 2.13% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 30. This is Innovation and Leadership, part two of our episode with Marley Lent. It's almost like, yeah, I'm so good. I'm entitled to a lot of things. You know, I can just say what I want and it should should be okay. But it's not that way, you know, but human nature and it's tempting. And so when I when I start feeling like that, I kind of just take a step back and and remember you know, some of the, these past stories. This is another episode of our Innovation and Leadership series where we interview pro athletes, world-class musicians, CEOs, Hollywood filmmakers, and a wide variety of other high achievers. Also, I want to talk to you about one of our show's sponsors. I met these guys back on episode six. CEO Zach Smith was telling me all about starting a skateboard company and how much he hated doing the bookkeeping uh, for a skateboard shop and how he really uh, got led to start this business, Bookly, that's a hybrid combining bookkeeping software and human services and I'll tell you why I let them become a sponsor it's because I use their service now I don't love paying 50 bucks an hour for bookkeepers to do stuff that I know software could do way way cheaper but uh, I don't love bookkeeping at all so I want a real live human who knows what they're talking about to help me with the stuff I don't understand Uh, probably the straw that broke the camel's back for me though the thing that put me over the top was that they could do my taxes and payroll also um, so totally suggest checking them out. Go to their website, bookly.co, and check out their flat rates. I've been super happy with them. So now on to today's episode. Marley, when we were leaving off on the part one, you were talking about kind of some of the history behind these methodologies that have helped you know, Toyota become such a, a juggernaut in the auto industry and, and that so many of the other manufacturers and, and now you know finance and healthcare in these different industries have learned from these methodologies that, that, you know, helped originally from the World War II war effort and, and new folks coming into it. Um, thinking about somebody who might be listening today who they, they already are a lean practitioner. They're already into operational excellence or continuous improvement. What do you feel like in, in your career, whether it's, you know, studying what OC Tanner does or, or in your time at Boeing or, or working on the real estate stuff, what do you feel like is something that you wouldn't have learned except for having done it yourself? Like that's not necessarily just in the books. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually read like 40, 40 lean books before I went and did and did this on my own. And I was a failure when I, when I first started. Um, I think the number one thing that I had to learn is how to work with people, you know, really how to list, how to listen and care. So that's that's a super interesting skill set, and that, you know, um, I think there's some super great books out there from FBA hostage negotiators and other folks about that. But how do you feel like you got better at that skill set? 
Well, the, the first <laughs> the first thing that happened was being knocked down hard. And I was knocked down pretty hard. Um, I, people didn't care. So I had to realize that I needed to change. You know, the first thing was, okay, yeah, I'm not leading the best. You know, you're probably familiar with the Arbiter Institute, maybe even work there. Um, but they talk about in-the-box thinking and out-of-the-box thinking. And I was very much thinking about how everyone was affecting me and not necessarily how I was affecting them. And so I really changed my approach to understand who they are. You know, like, really, who are these people? Understand what makes them human and, and some of their likes and dislikes. Really connect. Yeah, do you, have any, do you have any stories of somebody who you decided to get more connected to? Oh, uh, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I'll do a straight thing. Look, we'll call him Bob. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so I go into this organization. I'm, I'm tasked to implement the lean management system I've helped develop. And we're trying it out in one area. And the first line manager I'm supposed to work with is Bob. Yeah. And and you could tell, you know, kind of like, who is this guy? Who's this Marley? You know, he's been watching me in a couple of my meetings. You know, I don't really know why he's here. And so I, I started talking to him. You know, like, tell me, tell me about yourself. You know, what what interests do you have? You know, and, and sometimes it, it it doesn't come out from them when you just ask them directly. Sometimes you have to give something a little more personal about yourself that they that they find interesting. So I, I got into cooking. One thing that I do is I, I cook. Um, have this recipe that's never lost chili competition. And I mentioned that to him. He's like, oh, I love chili, you know? And so I'm like, oh yeah? I'm like, tell you what, work with me for a little bit. I'll, I'll make you a batch of my special chili. And and also, uh, you know, I, I can make you the best, one of the best uh, first-line managers here, if you let me. So he's kind of interested, still a little bit on the side. But I, I, I threw in kind of a seed into his mind that he could be one of the best managers. And I don't think at that time people really spent a lot of time with him to develop his leadership skills. He was he was he worked on the floor, you know, building building aircraft and was promoted to a first line manager. And so I just watched him for a couple of weeks. One thing I, I don't do so much now is I'm I'm very careful not to push. On people, I try to wait for them to pull. So I'll throw a seed in their mind, say, "Hey, you can be the best." And about a couple of weeks later, he's like, "All right, Marley, if you're really going to make me one of the best, best or first line managers, you better start doing that." You know, I'm like, "Okay, now you're ready." You know, I can tell that you really want it now. And so, uh, one thing I did, I started watching his stand-up meeting and observing how he was and how he interacted with the team. And at first, they're kind of bulldogging each other, you know, telling them what to do, what, you know, what's going on for the day. And some of the team members would have questions, not trying to be critical of him, but he would overreact, you know, in front of the whole whole group. And I'm like, what's going on here? And so, I mean, the, the issue that came up was uh, there were some drills that weren't working right. And... 
and I get, and I guess this has been a problem that he's been frustrated with a while, with for a while. It's all right. Well, let, let's go look at the, uh, go look around. Let's go look at the area. Tell me what's really happening. It's like, well, every time they say a, a drill comes back, um, they use it and they say it was never fixed. And what they're not, and what's happening is they're not putting. The labels on the drill to tell them what's what's wrong so the tool room can fix it right so the tool room they get the drill and they can't find the problem they send it back to us and that's all right let's go look at this show me show me where they're supposed to put the drills it's like see here's the cart there's one on there right now the drill is broken and they're supposed to put a label on it, and there's not a label and i just looked around you know you got to make things easy for people i said bob where are the, where are the labels supposed to be? He looks looks around everywhere. He realizes there's no label. And like you know, in my mind, I, I could have told him directly. I said, "Hey, the reason they're not doing it is because they don't have any labels. Go get some labels." And I could have just walked away. But I try to, as much possible, ask the questions to help them discover. So he, he, I think, what happened is he worked in this environment so long that he can blind us to what was really out there. So I got, I started sharpening his eye to look at what was really happening. And then, um, and then the next thing that I did with him is I started using what, what I call leader standard work, help and document what do you need to do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to be effective. So we didn't forget anything. And I try to make it so things don't have to be stuck in someone's brain so they can elevate their thinking. And so we document the routine, some key things they need to do. And a week later, Bob pulls me off from the side and he's like, because Marley, um, I, I don't know what happened, but it's like a miracle just happened. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, man, I don't have to come into work anymore early. I can come in 15 minutes early. I was coming in an hour early. I was staying an hour late. I can leave right on time. I'm like, oh yeah. He's like, yeah. That it's been so. It's so great. And he's like, you don't know. You really don't know how much this means to me. My my father's actually dying. And having and every minute is precious. And so, you could see it. He started believing. I made his work easier. Uh, he changed the way that he addressed and worked with his people over time, and he became a fantastic leader. And now he is one of the best first line managers in that plant. But, you know, it's kind of a slow approach at first to really try to get his interest and to want to change. And, you know, I had no idea. I had no idea that his, his father was in the hospital uh, and, and dying. That, that's not something people just come out and tell you. Uh, but, I gave him more time with his with his family. You know, that's that's a big thing that for me. When we do when we do lean, it's not just about the business, it's about how do we make it so people can feel more alive and have energy to go spend quality time with their families and build families. Because if they go home and they're frustrated, uh, and they get frustrated with their family, that's that's not a good way to live. You know, if you want to really build society, you can have a really big impact from the work work environment if we can help people grow they can contribute more our sponsor for this episode of innovation and leadership is skillshare 
you're not familiar with them, they're an online learning platform with over 18,000 classes on business and marketing and entrepreneurship and technology and, and lots of other classes too, illustration, things, other things I'm interested in. Um, they've given us a special offer where for the listeners of our show, you can get two months for just 99 cents where you can see all these 18,000 classes, unlimited access. It's uh, skillshare.com slash leader. And I think what I like about them most is their high quality classes that are from high credibility instructors, you know, content marketing right from Contently. Or the one I took was uh, last was email marketing right from MailChimp, where you know these are folks who are obviously seeing millions of other people's email marketing campaigns go out. So they, they really are kind of a high credibility source of information. So again, it's Skillshare.com slash leader. 99 cents for com- complete access to all their courses for the next two months. Uh, one last time, skillshare.com slash L-E-A-D-E-R. Thanks. But, but I think it's such a good point. It's such a humanizing thing, right? Because facts and figures and this program or that sheet, you know, like it can get lost or it can get boring or it can get all sorts of things. But when you bring it down to that human element of now I'm getting my work done in the, in the, the actual eight hours I'm supposed to instead of all the extra work and you get such a like a human a human and a humanizing story of why that mattered for someone right you can then Mm -hmm. consider you know what are the benefits to me it makes me wonder what are the other benefits that everybody else got if they were able to start going to home from work on time and not frustrated and and who are they with their family when they get there you know this whole quality of life thing and um you know, you talk about this, you know, considering, you know, considering each of these individuals as an individual, right? And it's contagious. Like the same thing that happens there is the person they're going to be when they go home. And then the same person when they come back to work on Monday, right? Um, this whole idea of we have a work life and a home life and they're different. It's kind of true. It's kind of not true. You know, I don't know if you've ever had a coworker who's in the middle of a divorce or a coworker who has a kid in the hospital, but you know, productivity at work is drastically impacted by what's going on at home, right? Yeah. And uh, and, 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 and the, the other reverse. way, what's going on at home can can, uh, can influence what's going on at work. Absolutely. So sometimes, sometimes I'll blend a technique, you know, like leaders stand at work. Okay, one of the things that you want to do to stay close to your family, let's throw a phone call to your wife on there. You know, call her during the day. Let's make that part of your standard. Why can't you do that? I don't see a problem with that, you know? So it sometimes it's just a little reminders to keep people doing things that will help strengthen the relationship. And sometimes like, there's there's kind of a barrier between work and family, and I, I guess, um, you know, in a lot of ways it's appropriate, but I think there's flexibility too. Yeah, exactly. So um, when you think about this, this idea of, of thinking about individuals as an individual, right? Um, and and kind of checking ourselves. Do you have any tools or tricks of ways that you help rein yourself in to take a look in the mirror and see if you've got any blind spots or, or things you do to remind yourself um, to do this kind of work? I think one is reflecting on the past experiences. You know, a lot of these stories, they mean a lot to me. And I, I, I reflect about it in my mind often. Um, and so helping me 
remember how I was in those situations and keep me in check. Uh, as, you, as you get a lot of success, and I've had a lot of success in my career, you know, uh, you want, you want, it's almost like, yeah, I'm so good. I, I'm entitled to a lot of things, you know, I can just say what I want and it, it should, it should be okay. But it's not that way, you know, but it, human nature, it's tempting. And so when I, when I start feeling like that, I kind of just take a step back and, and remember, you know, some of the these past stories and how, how engaged, because if I start down, down the other path, I know I'm going to fall apart, you know, and I, and I've seen it with other people. So I have other, you know, bad examples that I keep in my mind, what not to do. Um, and so I kind of balance those things out in my mind. Now the, the book, the, uh, Leadership into self-deception, that's a great one. Anatomy of peace is a great one too, to help, you know, they, it's not, you know, the world's out there, but they're not all out to get you. A lot of it, how you're engaging with them. And so if you have a, a mindset of that you're a victim, you're not gonna get anywhere in any of them. You know, you have control in your life. Everyone has agency. And so uh, you have to really be careful not to get in the blaming game. There's, there's another way of, about it. You know, I used to play chess a lot, uh, quite good for a number of years. And I remember one game that I was playing and the guy, he's on the other side of me. And he's like, all right, looks like, you know, do you want to resign? There's no way for you to win. No matter the tournament. I'm like, hmm, like there's always, there's gotta be another way. You know, I, and I studied that board for 10, 15 minutes and I found, I found a way and it wasn't necessarily what was going on the board. It was going on, it was what was going on in the face of the individual. I could tell which piece he was very sensitive to. Just I kind of watched how they were reacting to certain pieces on the board when I looked at them. And, um, and so I found another way out of it and was able to win the game. So I tried to, Bit abstract. I try to under, I try to look at things in different angles. There's got to be another way. Maybe it's not through me. You know, maybe someone is better. You know, to listen to their coworker, um, David, better. You know, so I'll go talk to David, and maybe he can go and talk to the other person. You know, it, it doesn't always have to be me. I don't have I don't have to be the person that changes the whole organization. I try to find a ways to partner with people and look at other angles. Interesting. Well, um, I know we're closing in on the the end of episode two here. What do you feel like is um, a good way to close, or like you know the best the best advice you've ever been given, or or the you know the principle of all these different principles of lean leadership that that have meant the most to you? You know, it, it's all about people, and if and you have to know your why. If you don't know your why and why you're doing this. Then do something else. Let someone else who's passionate about it uh, take take charge. You know, you really have to have a passion for people, and and that's that's the biggest thing. If you don't have that, then maybe you could, could consider doing something else, and or maybe finding someone who has that passion so that you can maybe you have it within you, but you have a hard time expressing it. And so if if it's expression that you're having a problem with, you know. 
maybe go through Toastmasters, find ways to learn how to publicly uh, speak with people and, and just do it. You know, wake up the next day, forgive yourself of everything that you did wrong the day before. Promise you're going to do something different and, and try. You know, you got to try. That's great. Well, listen, where, for people who are interested in your consulting services, is the best place to reach out to you on LinkedIn or what's the best way? Uh, LinkedIn is great. Um, you can just find me there, Marley Luntz, or you can send an email, marley.luntz at gmail.com. Um, also, if anyone's interested, I have all the original uh, training with industry documents they talked about in the last episode, and they're, they're free. Just give me a shout. I'll send them to you. A lot of the companies use the material or consulting firms use the material, but they don't tell you about it. So I just want to make sure that's available to people who are interested. Oh, thanks so much. Well, thanks for making time for us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Okay. Thanks so much. Well, that's it for the episode. One other thing I wanted to tell you about, if you remember the guys from Convoy uh, in episodes back, Ken Free and Trent Mano, I went on one of their CEO trips to New York and I met a guy named Brent Thompson, very successful entrepreneur. He was former CEO of Jive Communications, big uh, company now, I think three or $400 million. Anyways, he, uh, he started a new company called blipbillboards.com. I'm super stoked they're a sponsor now. But I remember a year and some ago when I met him, I thought it was genius. Instead of having to buy six months or a year's worth of billboard uh, for thousands of dollars, you can buy eight seconds at a time for like 10 or 20 cents. You pick what billboard you want it on, what time of day you want it to run. And it just puts so much power in the hands of, of marketers and CEOs who want to try something and see if it works. You can buy as many or as few as you want, change it as many times as you want. Uh, I think now our podcast is being advertised on billboards in like 18 different states because we have these guys as sponsors. We're pretty excited about it. Hope you check out blipbillboards.com. Thanks. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.375%, APR 4.65%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 2.13% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 33. 